Heat Shoots, Heat Draws is sponsored by Westcott in association with JP Distribution. Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glyn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hi, this is He Shoots, He Draws, and we're back for another week, and we've got another interview for you. Um, this week, we've got someone who we actually met for the first time in April at Photoshop World, and we've both been following him online, um, but we actually got to meet him, and what a great lad he is. Yes, absolutely. I think if anybody does Photoshop and they watch YouTube videos, they will definitely have heard of Unmeshed Inder, and his YouTube channel is well, youtube.com forward slash piximperfect. This guy is absolutely killing it on YouTube and he's got a really great presence and his tutorials are absolutely top notch. And like you say, Dave, we got to meet him when we were over in the States recently. Yeah. Uh, super, super guy. Makes me sick how young he is, though. I know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we've literally just finished recording and had a really good chat with him because I wanted to know more about Unmesh. I wanted to know about, you know, how did he start in Photoshop? How does he learn it? How did he get such good uh, production value with his videos? And how also has he dealt with quite negative feedback? Because I'd spoken to Unmesh before we, uh, on social media, before we actually got to meet him face to face. And he was asking me for advice. How can I deal with some bad, bad feedback? So I think it was really interesting the kind of feedback and advice that he gave with that as well. And what was so encouraging, he's such a young lad and he's got off his backside and he's doing something that he absolutely loves and working really hard to make a success of it. And when you look at the numbers on his YouTube channel and it's kind of his notoriety. I mean, there were people at Photoshop World that were going, oh my God, it's unmeshed Inder. And I, I know one thing that's, I mean, we spoke about this during the interview was that the, the fact that I brought up saying that there's always somebody bigger, always somebody stronger. And it yeah. seems like over the last 18 months, all of a sudden, Unmesh is on the scene and he's absolutely killing it. So, And I think this is great for people who've been in the industry for a lot longer and it keeps them grounded, knowing that there are people out there who are incredibly talented. And I think Unmesh yeah. is a perfect example of that. But I don't want to go into too much about what we talked about. We might as yeah, well yeah. sort of hand it over. So I guess in the usual tradition, we'll go, Unmesh, who are you? I'm a Photoshop educator and I love teaching Photoshop. That's pretty much it. <laughs> you can't get away with that. Come on, you. Who are you? Where are you? What do you do? Come on. So uh, <laughs> currently I'm living in Mumbai and I started as a commercial retoucher. And then the funny thing about Photoshop is, is that I started at age eight. So my dad oh. brought my brought our family's first computer in. So it was our family's first computer. And guess what? It has just... 512 megabits of space and it was a it was a crappy bulky computer that we had back in the days so we got it and it came pre-installed with photoshop because my dad was working in dtp at that time so he introduced me to photoshop and then i started on it just like a game everybody else was playing games like road rage call of duty and all those kind of games but i was there changing faces of my relatives, turning them green, blue, red, pink, <laughs> Shrek, and I don't know what, making their heads big. And that's how I got started when I was eight. So I kept playing with it. And then two years ago, I thought, why not share it with other people? Because meanwhile, I had the problem that I didn't have access to internet back in 2010-ish. And uh, I really wanted some source, really wanted somebody to help me to advance myself in Photoshop. But unfortunately, I had to do it in the trial and error way. So I really promised to myself that 
whenever I am able, I will be able to give tutorials and teach people and reach as many people as I can. So this idea popped in two years ago and I started this uh, channel called Piximperfect on uh, YouTube and through that I started teaching and um, now I think there are more than 350 videos on Photoshop and Lightroom and all of them are free because I wanted to reach more and more people. On, on mesh, on mesh, you're like a machine because I, I, oh, like, it's almost <laughs> like every, every day I see you doing a new video and I kind of, you know, I do videos on YouTube. I've had a bit of a break because we're changing the direction or something, but one video a week I find can be difficult and I see you doing them every day. I'm like, how does he do this? <laughs> <laughs> and there are a couple of t tips and tricks, but yes, it is hectic to do a video a day because you already know you are an educator. Dave is an educator. So you know that it's not just creating the video because creating the video takes what, 20 minutes, 10 minutes? Yeah, but yeah. then again, the planning before the video, the ideas that people will like and the ideas that's going to be helpful, the whole planning process, creating the video then editing the video post-processing lights and all that stuff that does take time so 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 what all that stuff that you do there because anybody that's seen your 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 youtube channel okay if they haven't we'll put a link into that anywhere in the show notes dave yeah uh, yep. we'll definitely be doing that thank you so much for doing that not at all mate your your production value is exceptionally good the thank audio you. i remember i remember dave sort of joking about that when we're all sitting down <laughs> together in America saying, how is your audio so good? But it's absolutely fantastic. It's Thank very you. clear. Um, is that all self-taught as well? Yes, that is self-taught. And and here's the thing about audio that people don't get. Everybody, everybody is asking me, which microphone should I get or what do you do? Well, there are a couple of tips and tricks you know you are aware of it that when we connect our microphone to our computer the closer we are the clearer the audio is going to be yes. the lesser yeah, the yeah, noise it's yeah. going to be the deeper it's going to sound secondly i process it a lot on audition so it took me three hours to create a preset that suits my voice and yeah the next day it sounded all crappy it was so crappy <laughs> that i didn't want to listen to myself so the next day i created just manipulated it created one more preset so it take took three or four days to finally come up with a preset that works excellent with my voice. So yeah, it, it did uh, take a lot of time to get it I've, perfect. I've, I've, well, I've, well, wasted would be the wrong word, but I've spent so much money on microphones. We've now resorted. <laughs> a friend of ours, um, Mark Heaps, recommended a, a microphone I'm now using. Um, used to get everything plugged into a mixer. I don't do any yeah, of that now. Yeah, it's, an yeah. it's a USB <laughs> mic, and it sounds fantastic. But I do use Audition. Yeah. I've, I've learned a lot from Audition from a guy called Mike Russell, who's got a yes. uh, YouTube channel. YouTube fantastic. channel, yes. You sound like you know about him. Yes, I do know about him a lot. I'm a big fan of him. And uh, most of it, some of it I've learned from him, some of the techniques. Yes, I do follow him a lot as well. So, so backtracking slightly then, you mentioned yep. that you started using Photoshop when you were eight. Yep. And that's when you started playing around and making people's heads bigger. I used to do that to Dave. <laughs> I don't know if you know that, but pictures that we used to do. So that was when you were eight. How yes. long ago was that on Mesh? Well, I need to calculate. It's, uh, <laughs> I think, uh, 11, 12, th 13 years ago, probably, if, I math is, oh. if my math is right. It was 13 years Dave, ago. Dave, I feel really old now, mate. So I know, I was just thinking when he was saying, I'm on Photoshop while my friends are playing Call of Duty and I'm thinking, oh God, there's so many people listening to this feeling really old going, well, that's like a couple of so years sorry, ago. It was kind of awkward at first, but it's okay. You're 21 then? Yes, I'm 21. 
and when we met at Photoshop World for the first time and I said to you so what's your day job and you went I just graduated Mm, so yeah what were you doing what were you doing at school what did you graduate from at school so interestingly it comes back to the mic Uh, when I was in 12th grade I don't know how it works in the UK or in America but after 10th grade 11th and 12th you have to choose a stream like literature or science right so Interestingly, I chose science and 11th and 12th physics, chemistry, and that's all what I studied. But I really wanted to do something in this field, media. So then I joined college and did a bachelor's degree in bachelor in mass media. So mass media and communications and advertising was all that I uh, did graduation in. Now, that was the advantage of doing science back in the days, because the thing about science is I studied physics. And you already know how easy it is once you understand physics to learn Photoshop and to understand the (laughs) concepts of curves and how they all works and the frequencies and frequency separation. So that really helped me explain it well to the people. And also science helped me edit audio better because there's a whole book on audio that I studied. What is that frequency do or how to make audio brighter and all that stuff. So it helped somehow. The dots connected. <laughs> they certainly did. So, so the Photoshop bug has caught you. You obviously you're producing stuff on YouTube, and it, I, one of the things I think I can't remember which episode mm-hmm. it was on, but I remember we were me and Dave were talking to somebody at one point, and one of the I kind of brought up a saying that I remember a friend of mine used to use when I was doing all the bodybuilding, and that was the case of saying, "There's always somebody bigger, always somebody stronger," and I kind of bring that into our world, the creative world, in the fact that you should never kind of see yourself as having learned everything and being the best that there is because there are always people out there that we have never even heard of mm-hmm. that are at home who don't want the publicity but are incredibly talented. Now, the reason I say that is because Dave and myself have been involved in this industry for a while yes. and then all of a sudden, maybe a year and a half ago, something like that, all of a sudden you're on the scene and you're killing it. <laughs> and for me, you are a perfect example of why people shouldn't become complacent and think that they know everything. Because there is always somebody out there that's going to come through the ranks and is really kind of, you know, knows their stuff and is really, really doing well. So I think I applaud you for just Thank suddenly so coming much. on and, and doing all this. I think it's it's wonderful to see how you're growing. But what I really like about your mission, I'm, I was glad that we all met when mm-hmm. we're in, in the, I'm glad in the United as well. States. Was Very that, glad was that you are, what you see on the videos is what you see in real life. There is no stage, on you, you, you are what you are, and but you have an incredibly good presence on stage and on film as well, on, on video rather. See, I'm showing my age again there, film <laughs> on video. But where, where, has the, where has the confidence come from that you kind of have over when you're doing your videos? Before I begin, I got to say, that oh so that was the reason that is the secret behind your build you were a bodybuilder amazing yeah I mean, it yeah, seems yeah, like you've done a lot of things and, yeah, yeah wow so great Mate, I, I've stood on stage with that's why getting on stage in front of people now fully clothed is easy <laughs> <laughs> amazing to hear that I mean a photographer have you ever photographed yourself no but I did have a guy photograph me when I was doing the bodybuilding and he didn't do a very good job because I was saying today that he used every single light I think that Elicron make <laughs> and he just there was no shadow I was like a big white blob and there was no definition so I wish I could have 
So is that the reason that you switched to photography yourself? So let me just do this yourself. You're not doing the right job. What is that the reason? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you're the one being interviewed here. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay. I, I kind of forget I just it. Wa- I just I want to say before he mentions the confidence, because this is one of the things when I first saw Unmesh on, it must have been YouTube or Facebook or something. It was the production value was incredible. I thought you were at least... 10 years older than you are and I thought this guy has got so much confidence he has to be already on television like you had all the confidence of somebody who's who's done media who's been on television and I, I and I remember thinking where's he come from this guy's just he's like he's confident he knows what he's talking about very slick production value mm. and then <laughs> as it kind of we've unraveled it it's yeah Oh man, he's twenty-one. He's in a room in his house. He's he's just graduated. So again, as Glyn says, I applaud you for the place you've taken yourself. Thank you given so much. Yeah, you know, the opportunity you've created for yourself as well. You guys make me feel old as well because I need to work on my wrinkles anyway. So uh, coming back to your coming back to your question. So. Um, you're right. There's there's never a time where you learn where you know everything. There's always learning and. I'm sure you are still learning as well. So absolutely, I, yeah. Yes. So I consider myself as I haven't yet. I don't even know ten percent or five percent of Photoshop. I still, I still feel that way because it's mm. it's never ending. There's so much more to learn. It's like think about it in this way. There are how many twenty six alphabets, right? But it's not just twenty six things that you have to learn. You combine an alphabet twice. There. 26 multiplied by 2. You combine the alphabets by other alphabets, infinite number of possibilities. So you can never stop learning. So I'm still learning from people and I still consider everybody my senior. So I'm learning from everybody. It's not that I'm not acting as if I know everything. I don't. And if I don't know everything, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know that. I don't know how to print photos. I've got a great video online about that. Actually, there's yeah, a really good yeah. YouTube channel by <laughs> Glenn Jewis. <laughs> <laughs> I shared that so, video. I, I did share that video, but unfortunately, I don't happen to have a printer, and I'm not into that business. So, yeah, and <laughs> concern yet. myself. The, the, the yet is the key word there. Yet. Yet. You don't have exactly one yet, that right. is the word. Yes. Okay. So, so going back to the YouTube channel, then that you've you've grown, and it is just growing incredibly fast because not only is the content that you're doing obviously top notch, but you've got a great presence on screen. Mm-hmm. But what what are the benefits that you've had from not just YouTube but just teaching? Obviously, the people who learn stuff from you they benefit. But what has sharing your stuff done for you? Okay, so that's a big one. So the most important thing that has that it has done to me is that it has made me better. The most important thing. And if you look, if you go to my channel, I wouldn't suggest that. But if you someday have a look at my channel, have a look at the oldest video, which is in English. I, there are a couple of videos which I made in Hindi. But there are some videos, earlier videos, two years ago that I made in English. And if you watch that, I couldn't even speak a sentence in English. It was so bad. And I learned English that way, number one. Number two, confidence. Number three, the ability to make things simpler for people to understand. So those are the couple of things that really helped me. Apart from that, apart from internal help, because that's big, uh, I have heard from people that, hey, you know what? 
I've got a job in a big company just because you taught me Photoshop. And a lot of people said that, hey, uh, I never understood Photoshop for 11, 12 years. I've been using Photoshop for a long time, but you make it so simple. Those things make me happy and also at the same time responsible. So that's what keeps me creating. At the same time, if you ask me personally, well, uh, the thing that really helped me because I've been giving out value. So this is the thing. If we give out value, there will be, it will reciprocate in some way or the other. Like a lot of happiness, happiness came through when people said they were helped. But then again, uh, the first invite that I got was in St. Louis. There was this fest called Shutterfest. So that guy, I have to say, till, till to the date, I have to say, he trusted in me. And his name is Salvatore Sincotta. He trusted in me. I don't know if you know that guy. Uh, do you know? I remember. Him? I, I know of him, but I remember you posting about being out there. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he got. Uh, he trusted me when I had like sixty-five, seventy thousand subscribers, and and I was the first person to be invited from abroad. Before be, uh, Shutterfest have been going on for five years, but I was the first person to be invited uh, from India, and I think it was India or abroad. But he said abroad, and I came in and. Due to him, I got the visa to the United States. So he opened the door for me to the United States. So then um, then Scott Kelby got to know me. And it was interesting. I was watching The Grid and I just wrote, hey, hey, Scott, how are you doing? So then he just mentioned me. Oh, this is Unmesh Dinda. I watched his video. He's so good. And he just continued talking about me. That was very great. And just after that, I sent him a friend request. And you know that he has his own personal profile. And and the morning I wake up, I see Scott Gelby accepted your friend request. Oh, my God, this has got to be a big day for me. So, yeah, so it was very, it was the, I was very happy that day. So, I knew I didn't have to, I don't have to just pester him with all the messages and stuff. But I did ask him that, can I come to Photoshop World? And uh, can you give me discounts to come to Photoshop World? And then he said, come on, I'm going to give you a guest pass. Just 100% discount, just come in, you're free to come. And then just 15 days ago, just 15 days before Photoshop World, 15 to 30 days, he said, hey, while you're here, um, why don't you teach a class and also do... Uh, a Photoshop world, a short class there and a Kelby one class. Why don't you do that? I was like, I'm on top of this world. Oh my God. <laughs> this is the dream. This is a dream come true. A year ago, uh, I was, I was a big Scott Kelby fan and your fan too, Glenn and, Glenn and Dave, oh. of course. But yes, I was a big Scott Kelby fan. I used to buy all his books and stuff. And it was a dream for me to meet Scott Kelby. Even if I show you today, uh, one of my goals list from, Two years ago, one of them was to meet Scott Kelby, and I did that just a couple months ago. I've been in that place. I know how that feels. I remember when I first started, and I went to my first Photoshop World in 2010, and I oh, met wow. him. And it, that that was all I wanted to do was just meet him, say hello, and then <laughs> not even not not even eight years on, and now I've had the opportunities that I've had. I don't know if you know this, but Scott introduced Glenn and myself. Um, eight years ago as well yeah you so, told you me know, about bo- that you told me about yeah, that well, so we've both recorded at kelby one we've both in uh photoshop world instructors so it's it's nice to see other people coming through and getting the, those experiences that we had like 
seven or eight years ago as well. Wow. It's it's so great that all of the creatives are coming together from all parts of the world. And one of the great things about Photoshop World was when I entered the showroom was it called the showroom where all the instructors were there yeah like the the, the green room the, the instructor room yeah, yeah. whatever the, whatever the name is doesn't matter but when i entered there oh my god all of the people that i see on the internet i'm meeting them face to face the most surprising thing was julianne cost because i've known Juni- julianne cost forever because you know photoshop is synonymous to julianne cost you talk about yeah. photoshop you talk about julianne cost and i saw her can I can I go ahead and talk to her? Can I say hi? You know, I, I was feeling like, hey, she's a celebrity. I gotta I gotta take a photo with her. So um, yeah, that was a funny experience, a very interesting one. Yeah, um, one thing I wanted to ask you because um, this is on my mind. I want to kind of get this in before I actually forget about it. We we sure. spoke on social media before we met. Uh, yes, just, we you did. Know, a few few times backwards and forwards, mm-hmm. and one of the topics that we talked about because I remember you kind of said to me. It was something like, Glenn, what what do you do about bad feedback? Yes. How do you deal yes. with it? Should I yes. should I answer them? Should I ignore it? Whatever. Now, I know we kind of spoke briefly before we started recording, but I just want to check. Are, are you happy to kind of talk about that? Because I know that yes, you've definitely. some I, bad I, feedback. I, I'd love to talk about it, and I'd love to help people who are facing the similar problem. Would, would you be able to give us an example of something that kind of, I don't know, maybe a little bit of feedback that you got that kind of knocked you for six a little bit and made you go, wow, that's that's really quite horrible. Okay, so I've got thousands of feedbacks and thousands of them, actually thousands of them, more than tens of thousands of feedbacks and thousands of them are in the spam folder because there's an algorithm in YouTube in which it detects, it automatically detects, the AI detects that it's something very negative. It's using words that it shouldn't use. It goes into that folder, I've got that. So here's what I would say if I sum it up a little bit. One thing I learned from feedbacks is that, number one, you can cannot, can never make everybody happy. It's j- You have to agree with that. You have to just settle with that. It's just, you, you, you just cannot do that. It's not possible. Even people you're in, in your own family might not agree with the decision that you take. So how can you expect the world to be happy with whatever you do? There will be people who will be supporting you. There won't be, there will be people who won't be supporting you. And there are those people who will try to drag you down. So for me, a lot of feedbacks, now there are two kinds of criticisms that I get. Number one, it does not matter, has nothing to do with my content. So people comment on my face or your head is too big, your eyebrows are bad and and so on and so forth. Some even comment your voice is bad. So there are people like that and there are people say, hey, you cannot differentiate between V and we called W and V and a lot of those criticisms don't matter because hey it's not about the content it doesn't matter so doesn't make me sad it used to when I was getting started it used to depress me it used to make me really really sad but now you know I've got a lot of it and and there are comments like go die you don't you shouldn't exist and stuff and now there are other types of criticisms that that are that might be good but they are very rare there's there's one lady and she's my very good friend now she commented that hey you know i actually created a tutorial on snapshots so the thing with snapshots you know that when we close photoshop it gets erased off 
You know that, right? So snapshots is a thing we save in history and we close Photoshop, it erases it. And snapshots are helpful in freezing a moment in Photoshop. In Lightroom, it says stays, in Photoshop, it doesn't. So she said to me, hey, please mention that snapshots are deleted when you close Photoshop. And I didn't mention that in the video. It was a very nice feedback. I made a follow-up live stream just to say that, hey, Beware, snapshots are deleted. So here's the workaround, use layer comps or some other stuff. So that was a constructive criticism that helped me. So, you know, you need to just, what I believe in uh, is that we need to just understand which criticism is there to make you better and which criticism shouldn't matter to you. So, so you said that, you know, at the start, you had lots of feedback that wasn't so nice. Yeah. And you, you found that it really affected you. But now you're able to deal with that. Was there anything in particular? Because I think I think this is something really valuable to just talk about for everyone. Yes, to listen yes. To because yes. I think I think when you're the person that's getting the feedback, it can feel like you're the only person. Yes. That gets yes, that kind it of does. Bad feedback. Very true. So, so how have you got how have you made that transition from being somebody who was affected by it to now not to say that you're not affected by it but you deal with it in a positive way and you can and you can put it aside and not worry about it how have you done that is there anything in particular that you actually did okay so you already know i'm i'm not a professional i'm still beginning i'm still learning i'm still on the starting stages so i take advice from a lot of people i took advice from you i took advice from a lot of other people and this was one of the conversations that i first conversations that i had with scott kelby and and he said to me a very good thing that i will always remember that one thing that you have to understand that it is not about you you have to get to a point where it is not about you. And I understood that. And the second thing that is important is, I read a quote somewhere, it was very right, that whenever you're doing something, there will be negative comments and there will be people trying to get you down. When This just means that you're doing something that's affecting people. That's yeah. doing something that's affecting people's businesses taking off their market share probably i'm not sure but mm -hmm. but that's one of the things which i uh, which because you see in facebook uh, glenn you have seen it on facebook uh, dave you have also seen that i'm sure we all have seen that on facebook that hey there's an uh, there's a very bad photo of somebody's selfie and and it's you know it's bad so just because of pity or mercy or make fun of that person. There's a ton of likes on that. But sometimes whenever there's a great image, there will be criticism. Hey, you did yeah. not do that right. You did not do this right. Now, if there's a bad picture, nobody says, I mean, if it's a casual picture, nobody says, hey, your exposure is wrong. Hey, your mm. uh, thing is wrong. The thing about good images is that people tend to criticize. People get a right to criticize. Okay, you're creating this. This means you're a professional. I should criticize you. If somebody is not a professional, nobody criticizes a person who is not a professional. Everybody That's criticizes right, yeah. a professional. That means you're a professional, you're going in the right direction, and you're doing great, which, make, which makes you worthy of being criticized. Do you, do you know when you mentioned at the start there, we got talking a bit about the bodybuilding side of things. And yeah, you know, yeah. I used to do that. Yeah. Again, I'm gonna. Uh, Dave probably gets annoyed at this, but I bring everything around to the bodybuilding to try and equate and relate to it. Yeah. Because I remember when I when I was when I was doing the bodybuilding when I got really big. I don't know if do you work in stones or pounds or anything like that. But I, I got to 
tw- uh, just under 20 stone, which is 200 and, uh, what was it? I was 280 pounds in weight. So I was, wow. you know, it was quite heavy. And the comments you would get, bearing in mind, similar to what we do, you know, we've put a lot of time and effort into our craft. So with the bodybuilding, I'd be in there every day training. I'd be eating properly. I'd be sleeping correctly. Everything yeah. evolved around that, yes. just like everything evolves around the creating now. And then I would get people say to me, they'd go, oh, you must be taking steroids. And I just saw it at the time. It was used to. It did make me angry, not because of not because of steroids, but it used to make me angry anyway. Because I was thinking, you have no idea how much time and effort puts into this. But then eventually, a friend of mine called Sean O'Reilly, he kind of made my mind think of it in a different way. That he said, "Listen, what does the average person think that generally steroids do to you? They make you big, right? That's what people think. Anybody who's big must be on steroids." So he says, "What does that mean that people think of you?" They think you're big. That's what you want, right? So that's why he said try and change it around. That Every time they say you're taking steroids, treat it as a compliment because they're thinking, God, he's a big guy. Yeah. So that that kind of really, really helped me. But then when it comes to the, the photography and the Photoshop side of things, I found that one thing that really helped me, and I'm sure this is probably the same for you and for Dave as well, that when we have our peers, the people that we look up to when we're first starting out, we get their books, we watch all their videos, and still now we learn from them. People yes. who we consider to be way up there, you know, the Scott Kelbys, the Joel Grimeses, the Julianne Cost, the so on and so on and so on. When we hear that they get bad feedback, in a way that's a good thing for us because we think, well, if they're getting it, yeah. Then hey, I'm gonna get then, it. Hey, you hey, know what I mean? Hey, it's good. It's good. They're getting really, really bad feedbacks. And you know, I I got to know about it because when I was doing when I was doing a class for Kelby one, they gave me over the Instagram uh, login details, and I logged into their account and I went through the comments, and there was there will always be a comment which will be negative in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and Kelby One is a great place. You know that. There are tons of experienced instructors like you and Dave and and like Joe McNelly's and Julianne. I'm not sure Julianne Cost is there, but Terry White is there. So these instructors are there on Kelby One and still it's being criticized. I mean how? It doesn't make sense. So if that mm-hmm. can be that great thing can be criticized, why can't you? Like mm, absolutely. Yeah. I was I always used to look at it like you said, feedback can really affect you. And luckily, I've not touched wood, I've not had too much, but I've not created that much content. But after seeing some of the stuff Glyn got, and when we have a, we've had conversations with other people, I just used to think because I work in a because I have a day job, we have customer service, and we mm-hmm. we at where I work, we get negative feedback for what we do. In the end, I just thought, would well, you know what? If you've just sat and watched a twenty-five minute video of mine and then you've spent another five minutes leaving a, a comment, well, I took half an hour of your life. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you no. still sat and watched my content, and even though you were negative, you still had to take time out of your day. Now, at the, now at the end of that, if if because I used a different setting in Photoshop than you do, and yeah. you want to comment that I should die, <laughs> you're probably a very highly strung person who's going to have great health issues because if that annoys you, man, you wait till you get out in the big wide world outside that keyboard and you have real life annoying you, you're going to explode. Oh, yeah, so true. I totally believe so that. So I get oh satisfaction from that is that these people are... You know, they probably could be quite quiet in real life mm-hmm. and they get behind a keyboard and they're quite vitriolic. But somewhere I just like to think the universe will put it right eventually. Yes. Yeah. And like you said, if someone said it to your face, it's different. 
but if someone's just typing it on a keyboard, it's just someone who wants to be mean and you're the next person that got in front of them that's going to take it. And that's why now I think it's so much easier. I mean, it's also being older, it, you come with wiser shoulders. Um, and my kids <laughs> call me poo-poo head and smelly face. So I get criticism all day long. <laughs> but I think it's, that's it's better to think, well, you know, like you said before, you're creating something, you're doing something, and what are they doing? That's Nothing. Right. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention as well was the fact that on social, because obviously we're talking about social media and stuff like that, one thing I see that you you share quite openly and quite freely, and I think it's lovely to see, is is regularly see pictures of you with your mom. Okay, you yeah. clearly have yeah. very, you clearly have a great relationship <laughs> with your mom, which is lovely to see. Now, am I right in saying that your mom is an artist in some way? Is she an artist? Yes, yes. That's that's how I got it in my blood. So, not just my mom. I have a great relation with my with both of my parents, my mom and dad. But it's it's just that my mom is more picture friendly than my dad. So you don't <laughs> see. <laughs> so yeah. So both uh, my mom and dad are artists, and that's how they met, and that's how they get married and and that's one of the reasons why they, they got married because they could work together well and that's what I've been seeing as a child since I was a child and that's how I learned to draw because I started as drawing because in sixth or seventh grade fifth fourth grade since I was a child I had a knack for drawing and sketching so that was the thing which differentiated me from a lot of other children they used to say wow what what amazing drawing he does or amazing sketches he makes and that's how it translated into photoshop and all these editing and stuff it was the same for me but unfortunately when i was doing sketching and coloring in i had to wait another nearly 30 years for the computer to come along (laughs) (laughs) but but still you have your own amazing sketches right Oh yeah, I used to love drawing. I still do oh, yeah. with the kids as well. We've we got crayons and pencils and everywhere, and I always encourage both mm-hmm. of my girls to to sit and draw and sketch and and in fact, it was some uh, I think it was Aaron Blaze or someone was saying about how when kids draw, um, it was Aaron. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It was Aaron. He said, "Ask them to draw a tree, and they'll draw um, like two lines." And then they'll draw what he called an afro on top. Yeah, yeah. Because that's like that's like the international sign for tree. But he said, take them outside and sit them in front of a tree and ask them to draw the tree, and you'll get a completely different tree because they see they've got a point of reference. So yes. I think it's important that you do learn to draw and you exactly do learn to evolve that because it does help you in uh, you know in photography and, and in Photoshop artistry. There are still ways of looking at things to understand because there's a lot of reverse engineering. And I know you've, a lot of your tutorials, they are kind of a reverse engineer process, the same as Glynn's, mm-hmm. is you look at the end result and how can I get back to the <clears throat> beginning and do it? And and I was watching um this week, you uh, I don't know if you saw it, Glenn, Unmesh posted a behind the scenes. And I, I saw like, it, oh yeah. Oh, the, yeah. the one minute tip, <laughs> and it was like... <laughs> I'll open the document, place the text in, just the text. <laughs> I was thinking, even even if I think of something I know how to do, I don't think I could do it that quick. I thought it was hilarious that people think or had thought that he kind of fast forward makes yeah, the video going to speed. A lot speed. of people thought that I fast forwarded. So here's what I did. I started my phone right in there and recorded at the same time, just as a proof that, hey, this is not fast. And that's one of the criticisms that I got as well, that, hey, you fast forward stuff. Why do you fast forward stuff? 
lines of comments and then I just posted the behind the scenes and there you go. It's for Do real. you know I think more more than anything, that little video, it was funny to watch, I must admit. Yeah. Because I was like I was trying to keep up with you like this. Yeah. But more than anything, what it actually shows, and this is I think this is probably a valid point, is the fact that it shows how prepared you are doing yeah. your videos because it was like do this followed by this then this then this and this it wasn't case of right now what can I do oh I need to get that where is that everything oh, yeah. was very prepared and bang 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 all the way through so if anything that's a good tip there make sure you're prepared when you're doing stuff huh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah but, exactly but on mesh one thing I'm, uh, Dave kind of carrying on from what Dave was just saying there about the reverse engineering and that kind of stuff with your pictures it's okay to kind of know how to use Photoshop, and there's always more to learn. I get that, okay? Yes. But w a lot of the techniques that you show are creating realism within Photoshop. Mm. I saw a picture mm -hmm. of a peacock that you did recently where you yes. actually made the background go out of focus, and there's a nice uh, a sun kind of light behind it. What is it that's made you kind of understand that? And I, I suppose in a way I'm trying to get a, a, a little tip from you where – People who use Photoshop, they kind of do an effect. It doesn't look real. How, how yes. have you learned to make things look real? So here's the thing that I would suggest. Again, I'm not a professional. I'm just an amateur. But as far as I know, I would suggest it. And here's it. I would suggest just close your laptop, computer, or whatever you have and go out. Yeah, I'm so just glad you said that. Go out. <laughs> Look at how the light falls. Look at how the shadow falls. Hey, if there's an overcast sky, how is the shadow? If there's a hard light, if there's sun, how is the shadow? Understand what is hard light. Understand what is soft light. Understand what is an overcast sky. How the light just... Now, here's again, physics just dials in. Now, if you have a person and behind the person there's light... And if the light falls on from behind the person, why do we see the rim? We shouldn't see the rim because the light should go straight. No. In physics says there's this called a diffraction effect, which means that the light bends around the corners. I'm not sure whether it's diffraction, but it was a concept that I learned which said the light bends around the corner. So understand that. You don't have to learn physics or anything. Just go out, look at it. Second thing that helped me because I started as a painter, and I also started as a person who loved to draw and sketch. So, so I studied lights and shadows. And you, Dave, you know that you have studied those, creating those geometrical shapes and 3D shapes and shading one side and how light falls yeah. on the other side, yeah. how you create the shadow, those spheres and pyramids, right? Those, those are the things which I learned and I learned to draw by hand. And back in the days, I didn't use any computer or, any, or anything. It was pencil and paper. So all of the things that you apply in Photoshop, it's just your imagination. Photoshop is just a tool. It's not a magical person. It's not a, a designer or it's not a, an artist that you would hire. It's just a tool like a brush. It would do the work as you instruct. You cannot just apply any effect and make your picture go wow. It's about learning lights and it's about going out and learning how the light, uh, how the direction of the light goes. And if the light is in on the right hand side, where would the shadow be? If the light is on the top right, where would the shadow be? Stuff like that. Cool. I'm so glad you said that because I know uh, Aaron, Dave mentioned, is a really good friend of ours. And 
Mm-hmm. Aaron obviously used to work at Disney for 20 years. He directed wow. Bill and Bear. He, he, he was an artist on Lion King, Pocahontas, Beauty and the Beast. And I, I it was quite a revelation to me, especially when we first became friends with Aaron and we met Aaron by teaching at Photoshop World, which was, which was incredible. It made me realize how important or how much we as photographers and Photoshop artists, if you like, can learn from traditional artists. Exactly. They're understanding that the traditional artist's knowledge of light and shadow is incredible. But I know that Aaron does exactly what you mentioned there. He goes out. Dave, I mean, Aaron's out all the time, isn't he? He's always out Constantly, doing stuff. Constantly, yeah. Yeah. It's someone else, Amesh, as well, that you've also met that is a similar background. And she was a fine artist. And now she's an exceptional photographer on the iPhone is Calabra. Wow. And I've seen her fo- and seen her photos and she has a website. She's amazing. Yeah. And so she has a fine art background. So she has a similar kind of understanding. And I mean, her iPhone photos are incredible, you know, given that a lot of people take expensive equipment out. But her mm-hmm. her iPhone shots are great. I wasn't sure if you if you'd met her at Kelby One when you went on from Photoshop World. Who? Uh, Calibra? Scott's wife, yeah. Yes, I have met her on. I've met her on the grid while on on the sets of the grid. I didn't meet ah, her okay. in Photoshop World. Dave, yeah. I never actually knew that Calibra had a fine art background. I never knew that. Yeah, she's a, she's actually a really good artist, and so's so's their daughter. She's a really good artist as well. But yeah, Calibra has a, has a fine art painting background. All right, so so one question for you then: mm-hmm. Why why the name Picks Imperfect? Okay, that's a very interesting story. I'm glad you asked that. It's it's so <laughs> rare that I get to talk about myself anyway. So I started my Facebook page, just like everybody does. They get into photography. I got my first camera, the Nikon D5200. I think it was the D5200. I got my first camera. My parents bought me that when I joined college. And like everybody does, I wanted to start a page on Facebook. Okay, so I started a Facebook page and I named the page Picture Imperfect, okay? Like everybody says, Picture Perfect. I named it Picture Imperfect and this was before photography. I was just getting started. And there's a reason why I named it Picture Imperfect because, well, if you look at all your pictures, it's the imperfect ones that make up the best ones. Yeah, yeah and, yeah. and you take a shot and then your subject laughs in between and you take one shot. That's the best photo. And, you know, and I, I started with street photography, sorry, <laughs> street photography. And I used to take photos and it was all those imperfect moments. Like mm-hmm. just now Dave sneezed. There's a person, very traditional clothes. He just sneezed and only you have <laughs> the picture. It's so rare. At the same time, if you look at, say, I'm going to give you a very hypothetical example. I know it's not going to happen anytime soon. And this is it. Uh, for example, you are, you are at Grand Canyon. Okay. You're at Grand Canyon and you want to take pictures of the Grand Canyon. And here's the thing. Everybody has taken pictures of Grand Canyon. We see it in calendars. We see it on wallpapers. We see if you search uh PC wallpapers, Mac wallpapers, you'll find the Grand Canyon. That's just it. But while you are taking the picture, suppose a lion just came in from nowhere. 
Now only you have the that imperfect picture. That was not a perfect picture of the Grand Canyon. You had a line in it. That's an imperfect <laughs> picture that makes the perfect Listen, picture. Listen, Unmesh, if I was photographing the Grand Canyon and a lion appeared, I would not be taking that picture. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. That's a, oh, cool. Oh, wrong cool. example. Anyway, <laughs> so I named it Picture Imperfect. So Cool. What happened is then I started creating all these links on YouTube, like YouTube slash Picture Imperfect, and it was not available. Twitter, it was not available. Instagram, not available. So, <laughs> Pix Imperfect. That's the only reason why the channel is Pix Imperfect. It comes from Picture Imperfect, and it is Pix Imperfect. Oh, cause I, thought was some, I thought it was something to do with pixels and stuff like that. No, nothing like that, unfortunately. Now that you have said that, I might include it in my future <laughs> interviews. It's all to well, do with go. pixels. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, what did we you. say last week, Lynn? On last week's episode, we were talking about starting a business and picking a name. And we said, if you're going to pick a name, make sure you can get it across all yeah. your social media platforms yeah. as well as your yeah. website. Because Very true. That's the, if, you're, if you're not going to go by your name, then you need to make sure that your business name is available across all channels so that you're always found. Because if it's too similar to something else, you can very quickly get confused if you're in the same market as well. Yeah, very true. Dave, what was that? What what was that thing you wanted to ask Unmesh about the uh, the ways you, you said about the five year thing? What was that? Oh yeah. So earlier you mentioned you said you had a list of goals which yeah. you'd written about two years ago. So it's twofold question: is okay. How many of those things are on there that you've achieved, and what were they? And now that you've kind of been to Shutterfest and you've been to Photoshop World and you've been to Kelby One and you've ticked off some massive ones, what? what are now your goals for the next couple of years like achievable goals so the goal if i talk about just the goals and the goal the global goals i have i don't have many specific goals right now the goal is at the moment to reach as many people and help as many people as possible that is my real and actual goal and and to get more and more people aware of my work and to get exposure at this moment. So that is one of my major goals right now. The second major goal is of course, and this is, let's go into a little bit tactical goals because these are just global goals and people will talk about it, but then let's go into some goals which really uh, will help other people as well. Look, Instagram is going big. It's really going big. And we cannot just hold on to things, right? If I am on YouTube, I don't know tomorrow if if it just shuts down for some reason. What am I going to do? I have the video content, right? I cannot hold on to things. So I'm looking at Instagram. So I will be, and that's the reason why you saw that fast video, one minute video. It's It was for Instagram. And I will continue to create videos which I can make smaller into one minute and uh, going to post that on Instagram. That's one of my major goals. And that's pretty much it. And also what I want to do, I want to go to more conferences and teach more live because there's this thing about teaching live which online cannot give you. I mean, you meet a lot of great people, you teach them and you form, you make a connection. Like I made a connection with you guys. If It wouldn't have been possible without meeting you guys in Photoshop world. So I want to meet other creatives. I want to look here's the thing uh i don't know if you have faced it but i have there's this 
downside of being a creative that you might not have a lot of people who agree with you and a lot of and you might not be a good party party person i must say most of the time and uh, yeah. personally what happened with me is like i always had different ideas and i always wanted to do something wanted to create something while my friends they wanted to party they wanted to like you know just just hang out in the weekends while off, I, yeah. i wanted to like hey i wanted friends like who would hey let's go ahead and create a video let's go to photo shoot let's do something interesting let's do something productive so one of my other goal is meeting people meeting other creatives like you and dave and get more opportunities to go into conferences like this that would make it possible yeah i found that i i love conferences i love the whole networking and getting feedback and seeing what other creatives do and how they because everyone comes at it from a different direction but they're all ultimately in in it for the same reason they love doing it they love sharing mm-hmm. and and you do find the genuine ones quite quickly and i've noticed now the industry has changed massively from 5 years ago where everyone because of social media i think is more they're more sharing than competitive because yes. they realize people have got choice and the best way to mm. do it is be friends and share each other's content yes, exactly. rather than go and stand in the corner and uh, you know like at school when you don't want anyone to copy <laughs> you put your head down your arm down <laughs> you can't do I that i think also what i what i love about getting you know, we're, we're all making some great friends due to this, you know, uh, industry and then going to actually meet up with everybody and you make friends. There's The negative side of that is that you only get to see them maybe once, maximum twice a year. Yeah. Because you can make some really great big, friends. Big downside, but also, yeah. But also what I really like is that certainly in the circles that we're all kind of mixing is that there are no egos. Do you exactly. know what I mean? And I think, I think most people, it's fair to say, they understand that there is no competition. There you know, isn't. we're all we're all very different people. We all present in a very different way, and that's what makes it acceptable that we all we all are involved in this industry in the same industry. I mean, you've got loads of videos on your YouTube channel. I've got videos on mine, and other people have as well. But you might find that well, you will find some people go. I really like. I know Glyn did a video on frequency separation, but I really like the way that Unmesh explains it, and vice versa. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. it's a, it's a yeah. good thing that we're all providing content because we are catering for the masses at the end of the day and there is no there is no competition we you kind of touched on it briefly earlier on about the you know people sort of uh, how they react to what you're doing and the jealousy and stuff like that is it always makes me think that really and that when somebody seems to be saying bad things and being jealous about you or they feel, I, I think ultimately they feel threatened if they mm-hmm. are also creative mm-hmm. i think they feel threatened and rather than feeling threatened by it i think it's actually saying to them look you need to get better Exactly. Because I think there are a lot of people out there that will kind of maybe think I've got to a certain level now. This is what I do, and they don't push themselves. Whereas there is always more to learn. So I think really what it's actually saying to them when people do feel that way. I think ultimately what it's saying is you need to get better. You need to learn more because you can't stay at one level and expect to be around in the next five years. Exactly, and you brought out a great point because uh, we were talking about negative comments, and then you brought up about the jealousy thing. So we love other creators and we learn from them and we are great friends and we understand that being friends will help us in the long run a lot more than competing because then you are working together and then you have both the ideas because when I when we you know when I have an apple right 
you have an apple, we share it, we still have one apple. But when I have an idea, you have an idea, we share it, we have three ideas, right? I'm just going to bring Amish back to a really good point he made there because I don't want to lose this. All right. I'd never heard it before. If you have an idea and and I have an idea and we put them together, we have three ideas. I like that. So carry on where you were with that. Hey, wait a second. I said that wrong. If I have an idea, you have an idea, we share it. We have two ideas each. I'm sorry, not three. Two ideas each. Yeah, my math was wrong. Anyway. I like both of them. I like Dave's yeah. and yours. That yeah. works. If, you put two, if, if you put two ideas together, you do have a third idea. Oh, yeah. Oh, both, yeah. Yeah, you're both bringing something and you could, you could both have a, that light bulb moment where you go, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Right. That's right. Now, instead of just one apple, you have three. So, you know, it's better to just uh, share the ideas. And that's where I was getting at. Now, there are these comments that say, hey, he's doing better than you, but he's doing worse. I love you. He's bad. And then go to the other person's channel. Hey, I love you. And he's bad. And they start to bring up a competition. So there are those kind of people which we must ignore at any cost. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, listen, I, I I know that I want to get, we both want to get you back on this, but I want to leave it to say, let's get you back on here in a year's time because I want to see how many more of the things you've ticked off on that list of yours. <laughs> because certainly 2018 so far has enabled you to tick off quite a few and I just see that, I think your list is going to get bigger because you're going to be ticking off those things a lot quicker than you think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and I would I say a message that. for a lot of younger listeners out there or, or people who do have children, like I've got two sons who are kind of your age, is okay. I think the lesson here listening to you is at one point I was going to say, are you sure you're only 21? Because <laughs> this is the difference between kids who choose to do nothing and expect something to happen versus a kid who went out and decided I'm going to make something happen and I'm going to be consistent at it. And now at the age of 21, you know, you look at some of your peers and what they're doing. And I don't know how it is with you or your school friends in here. It's so good to see that not only have you got this far at 21, I'm just sitting here thinking, wow, what you can achieve over the next 10 years and then the next 10 years and then the next 10 years and then you'll be my age. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, really? the scary bit for me <laughs> I, I just hope in that many 10 years I'm still around to see what Onmesh is doing of course of course you will be and definitely we'll, we'll keep doing these interviews and I'll, I'll again do I'd love to do again an interview with you we will Pro- definitely get you back on yeah. but Onmesh uh, but I appreciate there's a bit time difference now it's getting a little bit later where you are than it is here but uh Listen, I, I want to say thank you. It's been brilliant to finally meet you when we're in America. It's great to catch up now. And, um, yeah, thank you so much. And look forward to seeing you again, mate. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for this interview. I really, really appreciate that. And thank you so much for having me in places where amazing people like Scott Kelby, Aaron Blaze, and all those geniuses of the industry have been there. Thank you for putting me into that pedestal. It really means a lot to me. Cool. We shall see you soon. Yeah. Thank you very much, mate. Have a good day. Cheerio. <laughs> Sorry, I just sneezed. <coughs> Sorry. Sorry, I just sneezed. I've been holding it in and I had to go. <laughs> 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 <laughs>